That was Joe Jackson with Got the Time here on 97X Modern Rock for Cincinnati and Dayton. Also, we heard from the Geraldine Fibbers with their version of Jolene, and the Brian Setzer Orchestra kicked it all off. For the Work at Home All Request Business Lunch, you can call in your request, and our own Allie Castellini will be playing your favorites. Just give Allie a jingle at 523-4114 from Oxford. 863-5665. But it's... Yes. Now... If you're working in Dayton, you should be working at home. Uh, put a 513 in front of either number. Now, I'm sorry, Dave. You're doing that thing again where you're having a flashback. And yes. you think you're on the air at 97X, but 97X mm-hmm. is off the air. We're doing a podcast about those days, and it's called 97X Rumblings from the Big Bush. And we reconnect with some people. You mentioned Ali Castellini with yes. the All Request Lunch. I think she is here to take your request right now, Dave. Hi, Ali. <laughs> Hey guys, how you doing? And I, uh, did Dave actually ever leave 97X? <laughs> did any of I, us? <laughs> I still drive there every day. <laughs> Do you pay homage to the big uh, Elvis Presley uh, statue outside? Did they leave that or was that demolished? Uh, actually, termites got it. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Knowing you, you probably named all the termites and got them all as pets. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> Allie, it, it is great to hear your voice, and I say that because it's been a long time since we've talked to you, but also your voice, that awesome voice of yours. It's still there. Aww. It's fantastic. I'm going to have to pay you really well for that, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> I miss you guys. We had so much freaking fun. I've been looking forward to this ever since you guys reached out and said, hey, you want to do the podcast? Like, I'll jump at any chance to see you guys. I mean, those were... Come on, how lucky were we to be able to to work in a place like that at the time that we actually worked there? Mm-hmm. And then how that set us all up for all of our careers and what we're all doing now. Yeah, it's, it's been so great to be able to listen to this podcast and hear where people are and what they're doing and some of their favorite memories. And and I've been running, like digging out all of my 97X tchotchkes everywhere. And it's been a good time. T-shirts. Now I got to make a whole quilt. I didn't realize how many 97X t-shirts we all had. It's like it definitely, I think that was, was that part of our compensation package? It was in <laughs> lieu of actual dollars is what it was. <laughs> well, yeah, then there was that, right? <laughs> so talk us through, Allie, uh, how you got your start at 97X and how long you were there. Oh, my God. By accident, I think. Aren't the best things by accident? Yes. I think one of my buddies was an intern for you guys. And I actually, I think, Damien, you and Rick Tile were doing the the morning show and you wanted a female to read the weather so i think it was aaron i forget what aaron's last name was now he went on to work for um i think warner brothers aaron boards aaron yeah that was it that was it yeah. yeah so he he that jerk called me up woke me up and i was a college kid right at seven in the morning on like a friday and we all know what thursday night was like and had me read the weather report from <laughs> from my bed <laughs> apparently that ended up being my audition because two days later <laughs> Phil Manning called me and I was in his office and we were talking about, well, yeah, what would it be like if I actually did like an overnight shift? Because that was definitely more suited to to, uh, to my time schedule at that time. Wow. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I got started. I yeah, like it. You guys it. were looking, you're looking for chicks. You guys were ahead <laughs> of the curve, way ahead of the curve. <laughs> but did you have, I know Aaron worked uh, at student radio. Did you have a yeah. student radio background? Um, I think. 
Well, not at the student radio station, but I was at um, WMUB. And I think Billy D was there too for a little while too. He was one of my predecessors. So I was doing news and producing and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, but yeah, never had really thought about rock radio until until Aaron blew me out of bed on a Friday morning. So it changed my uh, life. Well, I can remember your first day. There's only a couple of people's first day I remember. Uh-oh. And I remember you dressed up. If I remember correctly, <laughs> you, you actually dressed up to come into work to train. Because I was doing afternoons. I thought, okay. Wow. I'm wearing a, you know. Yeah, I I just remember that. You and Barb Abney were the best dressed first day people ever at the station. Grandma always said, dress for where you want to go, right? Yeah. (laughs) Well, Dave, you'd be happy to know that um, still to this day as a professor, I'm still only wearing rock and roll t-shirts, jeans, and chucks. Um, But now I've added uh, like a tweed blazer to the repertoire. (laughs) You have to have that. With the (laughs) patches on the elbow. Yes, yes, I do. All right, good. <laughs> but it's still all the same me underneath. I love it. So then you, as a student, you got a gig based on your fantastic weather report. And then how long <laughs> were you there? Um, now, so you're asking me to do math. Math was never our strong suit there, was it? Now you got to do math. Yeah. Let's see, that was graduated 80. So I think I was there for like three, three and a half years before I moved down to Virginia Beach? I think so, because I think, Damien, you left before I did, and Dave, you were still there. Yeah. And I think that was one of the saddest days of my life, to be pulling out of there for the last time. I remember, and just to cheer myself up, um, I think I pulled one of the pictures off a wall and signed it. (laughs) So I was probably the least famous person to ever sign the 97X wall. And I hit it underneath, uh, I think it was, well, yeah, it had to have been Lenny Kravitz. It had to have been underneath, like, his uh, platinum record that was there on the wall. Because you guys know how much I love Lenny. That is yeah, true. I'm pretty sure that was, like, the only thing I could do to cheer myself up. You know, even though I was going to a pretty great gig, I was leaving town. But, um, yeah, to be able to, to drive away from that and drive away from you guys, that was that was a tough one. That was harder than, don't tell my mom this, but that was harder than leaving home. <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, 97X was home. Think about it. That's and gonna. That's gonna be our new endorsement line. Harder <laughs> than leaving home. <laughs> Take it. I didn't copyright it. It's all you guys. I like it. So you went to another radio job in Virginia Beach, then? Yeah. What was I thinking? You know? <laughs> <laughs> if you were thinking that they were gonna be able to play whatever you wanted and have fun, probably not what you got. No, it, it it wasn't. That was, um, you know, they definitely were not as innovative or as progressive as we were at 97X. Um, but I did, no, we're talking like 25 years and 40 pounds ago, maybe even 50 pounds now that we've all been uh, stuck inside. Um, but I did get to do some stuff for MTV while I was living in Virginia Beach. So we did like the uh, East Coast Surfing Championships and um, had uh, pretty much the only alternative rock station that was there like norfolk virginia uh, we had like uh, five different places but um yeah that was that was fun but again it's like it wasn't you guys right it was like tight rotations there wasn't a whole lot of discovery um we had fun you know, and it was great being able to do stuff on on mtv but um yeah it wasn't definitely 
was not a 97X, uh, it was not the culture, it's not the value system. It was, it was way different. Now, what, what positions and what shifts did you have at the station? Oh, down in Virginia Beach? No, no, first at 97X, before oh, you moved 97X. to Virginia Beach. <laughs> Let's see. Well, just like everybody, I started at the bottom, so I was a uh, secretary, right? <laughs> and receptionist, so I was flipping over all of our little matchbox cars for our in-and-out uh, tray. You guys oh, remember yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. yeah so I, I forgot about have... that. How could you forget about that? Yeah, no, I, I think, yeah, you know, I'm trying to remember what cars you guys had. I know I had a Jeep because I still have it. It's on my wall. <laughs> 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 During during the slow times when it was uh, like record rep calling days, and uh, the phones couldn't ring because everybody was on hold. So I would sit there and take some of the old bumper stickers and create ninety seven X place uh, license plates for all the little Matchbox cars. Oh my! Wow! <laughs> wow! It was, it, it was invigorating work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I started doing that, and maybe some like uh, part time weekend shifts. Um, and then when uh, Baker Man um, stepped off the air full time, that's when I got my chance to start doing middays. And that's, yeah, that's when everything really changed. So you were the one who replaced Bake on the air. <laughs> I, I know, right? Huge shoes. Can I tell you, like, I didn't eat for a week. That was so hard. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, here's a guy I've been listening to since, I don't know, growing up in Cincinnati, you know, stand i was one of those kids that stood outside on um on the roof with yeah. uh, with hangers trying to get a better reception of the station right just so i could hear them right so i was one of those kids who grew up listening to that and then all of a sudden i was supposed to come in and replace bake like that you yeah, know that wasn't happening yeah they <laughs> say you never want to be the one that replaces the legend you want to be replacing the person that replaces the legend exactly yeah, yeah. But you know what made it so great were, were all the listeners. There's no way I think I could have done that um, if it weren't for, for how amazing they all were. That they're our friends. They're our family. Yeah. They're, they're awesome. They're the ones that actually, I, I credit the listeners to be the, to the ones that coached me through it. And you got to experience that a second time, I would think, a similar sort of vibe at WXPN in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, kind of, sort of. Um, so I never really got to take the reins of um, like World Cafe or Afternoons, um, and, and rightly so. Um, that was kind of like during a really big, uh, I, I would say kind of like a pivotal moment for me in my career. Was growing up, I always, I wanted to be like the next Doug Baylog, you know, but own a station or a couple stations like that, have that kind of progressive, leaning music edge to it, um, you know, really allowing the, the artists and the creative people in the air to, to do what they do best and, mm -hmm. and, and run the business side of it. So it was always the business aspects of it that, that I was most interested in. Um, and I think when I finally, um, I'd, I'd been doing some national syndication for a while, first with um, Dick Clark's outfit, we put a, a show together that had a really lame name. <laughs> it's called a, <laughs> it was a, it was the working title and you know like most horrible things like you know you use a working title and you never actually get a damn title so you stick with the stupid working title and it was a it was called today's women <laughs> which was actually in con i know it was horrible it was uh, in conjunction with lilith fair so when i was in pittsburgh 
Uh, we worked with Sarah McLaughlin in the in her manager scooter. We brought the the second Lilith Fair um, show to to Pittsburgh, and it was huge, right? Or I guess nowadays we say huge, right? <laughs> and <laughs> so you know, I, I, I did that, and you know, that kind of caught the attention of uh, Dick Clark's crew, and we ended up doing that show as like a radio companion for the Lilith Fair for like a good five years. So I, I, I kind of, I got to, to taste the whole, you know, commercial radio syndication aspect of it and producing that and hosting that. And that was fun. Um, and then wanting to get into it, you know, even on a larger scale, more musical scale with, uh, with world cafe, which it wasn't so much rock alternative. Um, but it was more triple a and mm-hmm. I could still, you know, I could still play Lenny Kravitz. I mean, come on. Exactly. So as long as I could play Lenny Kravitz, I was happy wherever I went. Yeah. But, just yeah, leaned more toward the singer songwriter end of the spectrum <laughs> a little bit yeah <laughs> and i enjoy singer songwriters don't get me wrong but and i'm still that same old punk kid who you know used to thrash around in the mosh pits and if it, you know it didn't have a broken nose by the end of the night it wasn't a good show so <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad you brought that up because you and julie foreman were the only ones that i knew of that went to <laughs> Sentiments Rock City and actually bought Doc Martens. <laughs> Only one pair? Well, no, you guys had more than that. I don't know how many you had. But, actually, I uh, think she she had a whole wardrobe of them. I only had yeah. one because uh, I still I still love my Chucks. Couldn't get rid of those. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, but I think, were we really the only two? Seriously? Yeah, I, I, I never owned a pair. I, you know, I couldn't see Damien or Rick Tile in those. Billy D wearing them? <laughs> I don't see him wearing Doc Martens. Uh, I don't know. I think Billy D kind of rocks oh, them from time yeah. to time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there, maybe, he, always, maybe he did. Yeah, he was in the cave, man. You never know what was going on in the cave. <laughs> exactly. So now take us to present day. So at some point you said, this radio biz ain't for me. I want to be a professor. <laughs> um. <laughs> I know. Who would have thought that I would be the one corrupting minds, right? Um, well, actually, it's not much different than when I was a 97X corrupting minds, right? Now I just, I get I get paid a lot more to do it. Um, but, you know, again, it's like one of the greatest things. It was, um, you know, a great accident that ended up happening. So I was kind of thinking as I was working my way through radio, it's different, whole different ball of wax now. Um, I was really interested in the digital aspects when I went up to CD Now, and uh, we actually created some of the country's um, first uh, radio streams. So we called it Internet Radio <laughs> back then. <Wow. laughs> I know that's how old this stuff is, right? Um, and we're the we're the ones that did the elf bowling. If you're into to video games, if you're a gamer, that was ours. Elf bowling. But um, yeah, it was just still the whole digital aspect of it that I, I, I knew I wanted to get out of commercial radio because I wasn't enjoying where it was going. And I think, um, you know, really going back to that whole value system that, mm-hmm. that we had at 97X, that and, you know, that just that great environment and that culture that we had, I was constantly looking for that wherever I went. And I don't know about you guys, but you know, I feel pretty blessed that I was able to cross paths with a, a lot of 97X alumni here and there. Um, and that was actually, uh, I think, um, you know, going back and talking to Doug Baylog, I'm like, look, I'm at Crossroads again. I don't know where I want to go. And I had remembered my first introduction to Doug Baylog was when he um, came and was a guest speaker in one of my classes at Miami. 
And I always kind of thought, I'm like, you know, that's kind of cool. <laughs> Here's a guy who was kind of planting the seeds of what he was already doing in the minds of, I think we had like 200 students in that lecture hall. Um, and I just started writing some papers and doing some guest lecturing and, and I found out that I really liked it because the part that I liked the most about it was the same stuff that I loved about being on the radio. And I still prep for all of my classes <laughs> and all my lectures the same way I used to prep for air, air shifts, you know, finding information and connecting with people, keeping them entertained and engaged and definitely corrupting their minds while they're young, for sure. What sort of classes are you teaching? Believe it or not, media classes. They are letting me teach um, media business classes. So um, entrepreneurship, uh, creating a media business. Um, I'm also doing uh, communications in media organizations because I've been through a few. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then my favorite is um, history of electronic media. Oh, nice. So I guess I kind of have become a little bit like a Doug Baylog. My house is like a museum. I have old radios everywhere. <laughs> Yeah. Do you smoke a pipe? No, <laughs> no, no right. but I think, I think he switched to cigars eventually, didn't he? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, I, I did. I, I will go on record saying I, I did try that. <laughs> but you uh, you mentioned Doug Baylog, owner, and his wife, Linda, mm -hmm. at 97X. Can you talk a little bit more, other than speaking at your class when you were a student, mm -hmm. about the influence that they had on all of us, really? Oh my God. Yeah. Um, I honestly do not think I would be where I am or would have had the success that I had if it weren't for those two. Um, you know, Linda with, with her business and, and detail prowess, you know, she was the one that was always bringing in the logs and making sure that everything was checked off and that we were filing everything and going through with everything. And, and Doug, with the way that he constantly created that atmosphere for us to, to be able to really follow our kind of intuition and those creative ideas that, that we had. And he was the, the one that, um, you know, Dave, he would always say about you, he'd say, uh, you know, when I, I need an idea, I'll go and I'll ask Dave. So he'll give me five ideas right away. You know, three of them might not be all that great, but he's always got these great ideas. Yeah. And, you know, he, he would always be his go-to guy, you know, and he was constantly like setting that as the bar you know, that. And um, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I still have my copy of the Bay Luggages for Business Success. Yes. I, um, yes. Circa 1996 is, is my last run. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I have those hanging in my office um, right next to the little chair where the students come in and sit so they can always read it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you know that, that now that I can actually, uh, we're doing it at our house. I will look at number three: be prompt, meet <laughs> deadlines. <laughs> Still do. Yeah. <laughs> what was? Uh, do you, Do you remember um, Jay Foreman and I would always have like quizzes? Like yeah. I would do afternoons and she would do nights, and so it was usually just the two of us there at the station. And we would quiz each other. What's number 13? <laughs> What's number 22? Eh, you're wrong. Yeah. We always do that. Yeah. But yeah, those were great. I'm trying to remember some of the other big ones because I'm not in my office. But like, uh, check your ego at the door. Yeah. Always say thank you. Something yeah, about What's your number? reputation, like your word yes. is, is your reputation. Average yeah. work keeps the average down. <laughs> You still have them. That's awesome. Yeah, there, there's 38 of them, by the way, at least by the time I left. There's <laughs> an ever-growing list. I know. Have you guys talked to Doug Balog? Have you pulled him in on this podcast yet? 
He actually nope. has nope. deferred, and uh, we, we've asked him about it. We've said we want to get you on there, but he's like, talk to everybody else first, and then if you're really hurting for guests, then I'll come on. <laughs> no, no, Damien, be honest. His attorneys have contacted us, and we will not be speaking with he or Linda. <laughs> now, now, Allie, if I remember correctly, you were music director at one point, too, correct? Mm-hmm. Or APD? Yeah. One of those two. Uh, yeah, music director, 97X. And then um, I was APD um, at WROX in Virginia Beach and APD in uh, Pittsburgh. So where do you go now to find new music? Oh, <laughs> um, my wife's uh, stream, I think. <laughs> really? No. Uh, well, well, what yeah. is it? Well, I'll yeah. go to that. I'm, I'm trying to find places to find good music. <laughs> oh, seriously? Yeah. You know what? Um, Dave. Get yourself a job teaching undergraduates at a communication college. Um, These guys keep me so up to speed. Um, And I'm still listening to stuff all over the place. Unfortunately, nobody's sending me CDs in the mail anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, But in a constantly listening to picking up streams on like Apple Music and Sirius Satellite still is one of my big favorites, especially right now, because I think we all just want to have that that connection, knowing that there's a live person on the other end of it. Mm-hmm. And, and I really, I have to, if, if we can just take a moment and, and give a plug um, to things like what you guys are doing and the personalities that are still out there on the airwaves right now every day. You know, as people are going nuts and we're social distancing and getting kind of lonely. Yeah. The work, the work that these guys are doing on the air is just, it's fabulous. I constantly find myself looking for a live feed. And so big props to, to everybody that's that's still on the air and still doing it and keeping us from going too crazy because we're all a little crazy. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who knew that a walk through the neighborhood could be so invigorating, <laughs> right? Yeah. Dude, I'm excited to take the trash out. <laughs> <laughs> well, Allie, it's been great catching up with you. We're well past the two Bella Lugosi's dead. I did want to ask you one one more thing, though, because Dave mentioned yeah. you were the music director. So when you used to get those CDs in the mail and, and you'd listen to them, like, mm. how did you say, yeah, this this works, this doesn't? Like, was it just gut or? Yeah, you know what? It was, um, it, it, it was gut, um, but that was definitely something that, that had to kind of, had to kind of mature and grow over time Uh, it's a skill right that being a music fan you're always going to love a lot of what you're hearing right um but to be able to to get that ear and train that ear um to really pick out like the the next really good thing you know because not every song is going to be coming from a band like like nirvana i mean i think we can all remember the day that that phil manning tossed uh, smells like teen spirit into the CD player, and we were all just stunned. We're like, "Wow, okay, things are going to change." Not all music is like that, and some of it, um, it you know, it, it takes a while for it to stick and for people to get used to. And you really just have to keep listening to a lot of music, which I did um, pretty religiously. And um, I think just going through that and being able to to figure out, well, this fits, this feels right, this doesn't, then eventually it becomes intuition. 
And how are you able to check your biases? It's like what you said, you're the punk girl in the mosh pit or whatever. So if we had something that was a little bit lighter, how were you able to still evaluate it? <laughs> yeah, like I wanted to play Nine Inch Nails, but the Sarah McLachlan song was also really good, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's checking your, I guess, your, your, human, uh, your own human flavors at the door and I think being able to be connected to your audience in the way that, that we were, um, we kind of knew like what our audience would, would like, or, you know, what they would experiment with or, or really kind of allow. Cause at the end of the day, we were working for them and you know, we weren't working for, uh, for, for Doug Baylog. I mean, we were, but we were, we were working for those listeners for sure. And I think the other nice thing was at 97X, we'd always err on the side of, let's give it a shot. Let's spin it a few times and see what happens. And like you said, then defer to the listeners. And they would let us know pretty quickly if it was a thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah, including the on-air talent. (laughs) (laughs) I owe a lot of people a lot of money. (laughs) Hey, guys, I just got a text from Doug's attorneys. Teamwork equals me work. Just remember that. <laughs> Number is 29. Number 29? Is that on his anti-list? Yeah, there it is. I love That's it. That's awesome. All right, I miss Al- you guys. Thanks so much. This has been so much fun. Big hugs, social distancing Just hugs. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's hugs. great catching now. up with you. Ninety-seven X. She's gonna sing. You're gonna listen. The future of rock and roll. <laughs>